That's what I got. Cookies. Yeah, that's, that's what I, got. I have cookies too. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thanks for the thanks for the grub, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Excellent. Soren Kierkegaard once said, Faith is the highest passion in a human being. Many in every generation may not come that far, but none comes further. Welcome to Free Your Fire. My name is Jason. Let's get this fire started, shall we? to the premiere episode of the Free Your Fire podcast from Firewind Productions. My name is Jason Hackwith. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're with me. I'm so glad to finally be able to bring you the premiere episode of this podcast. It's been about three years in the making and uh, a lot of hard work's gone into all kinds of things that you'll be seeing over the next couple weeks as you see this launch. Um, of this uh, new podcast and uh, assorted other things that I can't tell you about yet. Just stay tuned, though, right here, and you will see. Today I wanted to bring you this great conversation that I had over sandwiches and cookies with the esteemed Mr. Charles Adkisson, formerly of Corbon Contracting, right here in uh, the uh, Lewis-Clark Valley area. Uh, Charles is an amazing contractor and businessman and uh, just a big idea man. Lots of of, uh, creative thinking, creative drive, and uh, we sat down and talked about all kinds of things, everything from user interface issues to the former days of the early Facebook to the latter days of MySpace and what MySpace has turned into to uh, Craigslist and everything in between. So sit back and relax, maybe grab something to drink and some popcorn and uh, hope you enjoy. People have really bit onto this Craigslist idea. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Um, um, regardless of where it makes sense or where it doesn't make sense, people get the idea of, hey, this is local. This is for local. Mm-hmm. You let people know where, where the priorities are at mm-hmm. as simply as possible. You can't make it too wordy. You can't, make, you can't mm-hmm. require them to read an article or to sit it, read through a paragraph before they look at the results. Or You, you need to have like flash things. Local results. Um, national results mm-hmm. like it just has to be exactly. um, because on the honest the honest truth is that the, I, I can't think of a website that is more pathetically monetized than Craigslist mm-hmm. um, and yet uh, like people love it and I think the reason why they love it is because of the down-home nature of it mm-hmm. and because there's so many things you can it, by it being so rudimentary, there's a lot of things that you can do. Now, I found that um, 
when I was trying to sell services on it, that there it was just. I mean, it was just so corrupt. I had to use a different email, all these kinds of things, and I was I'm blown away by the people who use it because I'm finding clients, people in their 40s that have nice houses that are looking for a contractor on Craigslist, mm -hmm. and I'm like, are you a moron? <laughs> Right, but but at the same time, <laughs> the system works, and so they keep doing it. Uh -huh. They don't know where else to look, and so they keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And yet, the amount the amount of people that are finding them, or using their email, or pretending to be a contractor so they can say, "Hey, I need a job done," and then just catch their email for them, or all those types of things. And people are actually willing, just like I was as a desperate contractor looking for clients willing to keep doing it even though I'm going to have to deal with this and have to deal with this and have to do because the thing I'm looking for I'm not finding readily in the other services exactly the thing with Craigslist they don't care so much I mean they do now I want people to have no idea how big are the computers are that are running the thing I want them to think that a guy can a guy's running it from his server at his home Okay. Um, Does that make sense? We can talk about that. Craigs, <laughs> Craigslist goes for that really cheap-looking website. But what they sacrifice is on the user interface end of things. Their, their, yeah. their, their interface is simple, but it is. there are things they could oh, do absolutely. better. No, and we, I mean, just in this list that we've already read, we've got all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That, like when the first Facebook... When MySpace came out and everybody, the music turns on as soon as you go to somebody's page and it's different colors and there's a sidebar and that's the thing that you can have it and you can move anything you want to do. And teenagers spend their whole time decorating it and redecorating it and redecorating it. And, it, they, and of course, it drew lots of people to it because the, the user hours were insane. Mm -hmm. The search engines were like, I'm going to send you here because look how happy these people are. They're on here for hours. And, and like, but in the end of it, the real, the real addictive part of it was the in, was the interaction with people that you haven't known and face and st stalking people from high school, mm -hmm. and saying how you feel about things and then forgetting to check whether anybody else actually even cares. Like that's the addictive part. It is, and that's where MySpace failed because and they made because of the sacrifices that they they accepted by having people able to change their unit their their page around mm -hmm. like that. It made it made collective user interface um, almost um, non-existent. So. Mm -hmm. They tried to, and they tried. They got halfway through when when MySpace really started going to go downhill. They got about halfway through the the top part of that curve where mm. it started coming back down. Mm -hmm. Where they were like, "Oh no, we're going to start." Like, and, and what what happened is, um, people started getting viruses. People, their pages got hacked um, because they were so lenient in allowing different types of HTML and JavaScript code on people's oh. pages. People's page, MySpace pages got hacked and immediately became. Like everybody was saying, oh, don't, don't link to my, you know, don't go to MySpace, or I, I won't ever go to MySpace because there's viruses there, and because they sacrificed on the security end of things for t what they thought was what people want. Because you, your mm -hmm. point is exactly right. What people wanted was not to make their page really pretty. There, there was a portion. Well, of they the, thought they wanted. They that. thought they wanted. But that. That's not what they really wanted. Well, and here's the thing. I, I'm firmly of the opinion that, that. Um, there are at least seven different types of users on mm. the internet. I think I've identified seven that are fairly general. 
and the smart website owner caters to all seven of them and and sometimes you you have to make sacrifices for one group over another and you can look at demographic to to see exactly oh yeah that makes to see exactly what's happening which is why I, with all my sites, I make sure that analytics is analytics is installed, and we are monitoring that all the time. Um, <clears throat> so you do add, you use analytics? I do. Okay. I use both Google Analytics, and with the new services I'm offering, um, Squarespace has built-in analytics that are really powerful. Mm. That actually give you real concrete, like mobile data, mm. which you can't get. You can get through Google Analytics, but it's it's organized so great on Squarespace. It's it's, it's really awesome. Um, but here's here's the big idea. There are people that all they ever cared about was to make their page pretty. And then they never did anything. Mm -hmm. There were those, those users. Mm -hmm. MySpace made the error thinking that all, all of their users were like that. Because at the start, all of their users were like that. Because they were all 14. Exactly. 14-year-old um, girls. Yeah, that's 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 the demographic. That MySpace. MySpace. Well, and and that's of course even the term MySpace. I mean, you're really saying it's somebody who needs their own space. They need their own reality. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find out who they are. Mm -hmm. Taking a whole bunch of selfies because they're, they're like in this self-discovery mode of their life. Yeah, that's what it was. Now, now Facebook was simple enough that grandmas wouldn't be intimidated by it, and they could see what their granddaughter was up to, and. Mm -hmm. But it was fun enough and interactive enough that gran the granddaughter kept interacting even though grandma was still watching her. Facebook, I think, suffers from overthinking now their user interface. Yeah. They are, um, I mean, they've made some very good decisions, and every time they make changes, it pisses off a lot of people. But they stay on Facebook. That's the funny thing. Mm. Um, and people, you know, a lot of people QQ about it. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but... Um, What's that mean? It means uh, it's a gamer term for, for, for crying. Oh, okay. QQQ. Um, it, because it looks like two eyes. Oh, okay. Crying. So a lot of people will, will get all butthurt and upset about changes that, that Facebook makes. and um, But they, they, they stick around because the things that... Like Facebook is is really careful to make the things that people are doing mm -hmm. easier or as easy as possible, and if they can, they make them easier to use. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I, I, they're they, watching their analytics very carefully. They hit it. They hit it. Well, and I'm I'm not cons I'm like the 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 Facebook that I keep referring to is definitely the Facebook that I first logged on to mm -hmm. 2008 2009 yeah it's very I didn't know, I didn't know it from then before then and it is very different now yeah. the 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 my first impression when I got on Facebook after hearing about it for years I got on it because I realized that I the era had come where I couldn't flirt with a girl properly until I had Facebook mm -hmm. I needed a, a reason to interact with her and I was like I wasn't ever gonna do it I had no reason to do it but the the truth was, it's like all these people are chatting and talking and and um, and uh, and I wanted to casually interact with somebody enough to kind of cause a reason to whatever. And the only only way I could really figure out how to do that was on Facebook. So I opened a Facebook account, got a whole bunch of friends, and then friended her. Mm -hmm. You know, and I like genuinely trying to like court a female. Like that's that was my entire. And I was like, gosh darn it. 
you know, because I was, you know, in, in, but then, of course, you know, the female thing didn't work out, and I still have a Facebook account. Um, when I first got on it, only on it for my own reasons, thinking to my, like, my, 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 my impression was, this is what everybody's doing? <laughs> it's a whole bunch of, it's like blue letters, a blue line, and then, like, Somebody stupid thought. Somebody stupid thought. Somebody stupid thought. <laughs> and like, really, and I'm like, well, what is? What else is there to do? And then I was like, well, I guess there's games. And I look at a couple of the games. I'm like, not doing that. And then they had some quizzes and stuff. And I actually did the quizzes. And then they had a little notebook, and you could fill in your notebook. And the things that they got rid of were the things that I did. I actually had a little journal thingy jigger and all that because I was like, I want to write cool things and have other people be able to randomly read it. That sounds cool to me. And like, I don't think they even do that anymore. They do. They just hit it. You okay. can still make notes, but they hit it they, because people weren't using it as often. Yeah. You can and, get to it if you know how to get to it. Okay. But. And it, like the old notes are probably still there. Mm -hmm. But, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's and it's been it's been a great resource, especially for um, like photos of myself. I don't ever take photos of me. People take pictures, they tag me. I now have a collection of pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. I would never have had that mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. So there's little cool things that they've done. But the honest truth is, what I what I initially despised or kind of was like put off by is the thing that I think was actually their their, their brilliance advantage that they had because. There were a lot of people. Now, Facebook can pretend that it was the most original thing and it came first and blah, 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 blah. And maybe in their own minds they did. Mm. But the honest truth is that the, the search for the new light bulb was already going on. Yes. And everybody saw what um, MySpace was doing and they were copying it. Yes. The, and yep. every, the, 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 this, that type of thing was going on. Every, all these different websites were trying to... In, 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 the communicate and in general forums that were more controlled and whatnot were actually becoming more like every website you go to has some type of social interaction mm -hmm. and um, that was starting before Facebook really blew up um, but when Facebook blew up it really cemented it that everyone suddenly knew this was a priority we need one of these and so I guess what I'm saying is the the part that that I really want to kind of look at as a case study for, for us is the simplistic but not off-putting. Now on Craigslist when you're on it you're like okay, that's a whole different level of like are you serious? They are they are like 1983. Yeah. <laughs> they are tar deliberately targeting that effect they are deliberate. Oh, no, at this point, read, they have to because that's yeah, the, yeah. If you read their their marketing, like what they've <clears throat> published in terms of their marketing strategy and, and mm -hmm. what they are what they are doing, they are deliberately targeting. They want it to look like it's like when you are logged into <clears throat> Craigslist, you are subverting the culture because you're on this secret page that nobody else not even though like millions of people are on Craigslist and that's what yeah. everybody uses. Yeah, they want people to feel like. Um, wow, I figured something really cool out that, like, look at this site that, you know, mm -hmm. by uh, first glance isn't making any the, money. The back, the back end of a BitTorrent website or the back end exactly. of Exactly. I'm behind or I'm looking at the code script yeah. of the whatever. Yeah, because it's, it's listed out. Like, it's, it's in the same font as, like, JavaScript would be if I looked at the page source or something like that. And I... 
that's a little bit much for me. That's a, that's a little bit like okay, and I think that I think that that would not that that target in terms of user interface design mm -hmm. would not be advantageous for us because what we want people to to think this this, this is the big idea I have um, how smart this system is yes that it's able to because bit Craig's for me is take about care of one dude who's got a garage and man you can find some stuff on this i posted yeah. this site for you guys you guys want to find some stuff go ahead and we don't want to look like craig in his garage we want to no. look like someplace yeah exactly advertising and sales is going to be one of the things that on our end we focus on quite a bit Mm -hmm. And of course, we can see the more we look at this, the more we see, oh, this would work for this, oh, this would work for this. What I'm finding is because because what this is is a little uh, simplified economic structure. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a it's a it's a it's the base it's base economics. Yeah. Because of that, as you look at it, it's not hard to figure out how that pro how that works for this industry, or for that industry, or for this service, or for that good, or. And so, you know, every time somebody gives me an idea, I suddenly get an image in my head of how we could change the website a little bit, nah, 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 and all of a sudden this would work. And and even one of the tempting things is even is to like take this idea and to spin it off into miniatures, you know, because it because it does work, you know. Um, and um, the. Um, <laughs> I just totally just got distracted by that. Uh, well, what we're talking about, here's a good analogy for what you're talking about. Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow is, is a website which is designed, it's for people who have programming questions to interact with programmers. Mm. And so um, it basically is a forum, and it's a beautiful forum. The way that it's set up is a thing of beauty in itself. And um, I'm acquainted with the guy who was one of the people who originally started it. Mm. And he basically came up with this forum idea that makes it really easy for people to post their problem, programming problem for like a website or software or anything. And then have other programmers who go on the site and just purely out of the love of their love for programming and being helpful will say, oh, I have a solution for that. And they'll give, put the code in. Mm -hmm. And um, he came up with this idea. And um, now there's a bunch of different types of Stack Overflows. There's And Stack Overflow is a programming term for like when... Well, I don't want to get it. It's basically, it's 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 a an inside joke for for programmers, and um, oh, okay. So the um, the 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 idea is like you put this uh, this question out there, and then all these people are like, oh, this works this way. Well, that's dumb. No, this works better. No, that no, I do it this way, and it works better. And then you pick the best you, one. You out get of twenty results of people's opinions. Yeah, and and you uh, and I have personally solved. Every single one of the biggest programming problems I've had doing website design, mm -hmm. I've solved through on StackOverflow.com, because can, um, it's a can, 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 what's that called? Conglomerate mind or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But they took, but the, the, it worked for that. It worked for web stuff. And then people are like, well, why can't we have a, a Stack Overflow for um, just for um, this type of programming mm -hmm. or one for this type of programming and so now there's other well, sites so, that so they, so they specialize so it's all still programming it's not yeah. like how to be an electrician or anything 
It's but then it but then people were like, well, I could do the same thing with yeah. how to be an electrician or yeah. woodworking or all these uh -huh. other problems that I have. And so now there's all these other little sites that have sprung up yeah. that are the same idea using the same system. And they were smart enough to say, oh, we have something good here and made it, made it available for people to use their system for in purchase licensing. Oh, really? And then... Oh, see, that's now they're thinking like me. Yeah. Um, so you can license the system, build build a, an overflow site, and, and they, this has been a couple years ago that I last looked at them doing it that way, and they may, it may be a little different now. But the, the big idea is that they came up with this great forum question-answer thing that works perfectly. It makes it it, it 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 does everything that we're well not everything we're talking about but what we're talking about is something very different but but it it basically um, makes as far as the the problem being how can I ask a question and then get answers from back from really smart people it, it solves that problem in a very very beautiful way and then um, they took that and said okay let's license this so that people can do this and I would bet you there's a woodworking or an electrician's Stack Overflow now. If there isn't one, I'd be really surprised. Where you can go on there and ask your question and have really smart electricians say, oh, we should do it this way. I want it to be simple for two reasons. A, I want it to load like lightning speed. I want yes. to, um, yes. um, and the sec second of all, I really want the whole website to not feel too cumbersome. I never want you to be like, oh, there's just so many things going on on this page. What do I do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, there's so many places to click, and then and then and I want it to be real distinct and direct. Like where what you're doing is what you're doing, and you know what's going on. And it's like I know it's probably the way that a man thinks compared to a woman. Like a woman would be like, well, I can't I need to read an article while I'm doing this at the same time. But I am, I'm kind of thinking that it's also gonna let's like, gonna streamline our users mm -hmm. to getting to what they want to do immediately, finding what they're looking for immediately, and from here, there's basically. Let's pre-think it. From this particular place, there's basically three decisions a person has to make. And so, let's make it obvious, here's your three mm -hmm. decisions. Yep. You know? Exactly. And, and like, like and rather, you know, just like, they, they can go back, they can do, no, no, whatever it is, and just super simple, so and it's just it's just intuitive. Mm -hmm. Click back, click, 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 you know? And, Hopefully, a lot fewer clicks than that. But yes. Well, I mean, in order to, <laughs> in order, in, in order to just, I mean, the, to to just go anywhere, they can yeah. they can feel free to just. One of the things that I want to do is I'm seeing a lot of mobile websites that are getting that are simplifying themselves so that the that their mobile isn't they're, they're, of course they recognize whether you're mobile or not and they, the website changes a slight bit. Yeah. But they're also what they're trying to do is like have a, like a similar interface when you're not on your mobile so that you still feel like you're in the same place. And um, so one of the things I'm now seeing is that um, people are using quite a bit is the top bar rather than the sidebar. Mm -hmm. And so everything's a drop-down menu, and which everyone's familiar with because it's like that's that's like Windows uh, 1980. What well, I don't know, like the, they, there's always been the top bar when you're in Microsoft Word or whatever. It's just now they're becoming more fluid. You scroll your mouse over it and it pops up, which isn't the newest thing, but it's but it's but it's. Uh, it's fluid and everyone's accustomed to how it works mm -hmm. and it's simple and so along the top there you have this little simple bar with the logo on it da 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 and it's just sitting there and but when you go up to it 
everything you need is in a place that's very simple and the rest of the page can be about business yes what I'm doing is on this page and what I where I if I need to go for help if I'm confused if I want to learn more about the website if I want to go back to my profile that is all very simply accessed to this little thing that just just yep. scroll right over it and exactly and and you have certain there, there are certain what I would call tropes uh, design tropes that you find in mobile design that you, you don't see like you interact with the with a, a mobile or a tablet device differently if it's especially if it's touchscreen yeah a completely different way than you do when you're using a mouse I mean, yes. and there's some similarities but it's like the latest version of of firewinds the of our of of your, site your website um the when you go to it on um the computer you have your uh, your links at the top left that go across. Okay. And then you have um, the logos over on the right, and um, you can click on the logo to go back to the home page at any time, or you can click on the links on the left to get to all the seven different areas of the site. Um, when you're on the mobile site, as you can see here, all of that is gone because that would be way too small yeah. on the mobile side. So the menu takes you to the seven sites or the seven the different things yeah the different areas of the site where you can quickly with using your finger scroll to the area that you need to go, you want to go to like say email marketing and then um, tap it and it takes you there and you're um, um, you don't have all those different areas to, to to click through it's much faster to do it that way uh -huh. on, yeah. on a touch screen now on the on a on um, the uh, it's why responsive design is so important and why I'm I'm trying to really move everything that Firewind does in that direction because like on a desktop computer that type of interface doesn't make any sense for it to fan out like that open up like that yeah it because it's so much vertical space that you wouldn't you wouldn't want uh -huh. but it's much easier with the mouse to to be able to click through. Mm -hmm. um, but and so the big idea is is um, simplifying the the interface into a way that that translates into that kind of responsive design depending on what kind of tablet. And if you like, if I move my phone here, you see that it still stays. Like I can see the larger stuff on the page, mm. but um, that it's the same interface. And um, but it's smart enough that things that would be too wide, um, on or that would uh, would not make sense. Like you wouldn't want one product to product to fill the entire screen on desktop. On mobile, of course you want it to be large enough that you can see what's going on, so you can can mm -hmm. tap it and get through to it. Mm -hmm. So. Um, we will definitely want to have that kind of responsiveness in the design yeah. and the cool thing is it's once you have the basic core idea set up of what you want to do it's pretty easy to accomplish all mm. kinds of different things on that that end of things okay. where if i look we look at this on your tablet it'll look even different it's responsive for the width of the screen. Oh, okay, right. And and yeah. it'll um, automatically change what's displayed based on what on on the the size of the screen mm -hmm. that people can interact with. So you're still seeing, like, for example, another example is all my social 
marketing links and, and uh, social media stuff are down here at the bottom. On the desktop, they'd be up right up here at the top as part of the, the top. Okay, bar. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but we'll definitely want to be looking at that. And Yeah, so, I mean, I think, and, you know, I... The, the longer we wait on this, the further my idea is no, is no longer uh, ahead of its time. Now that's good and bad, meaning like, because, you know, mobile's changed, changing the internet. It is. And, Big time. Um, yeah. And um, so a lot of this, you know, me wanting to go simple, me wanting this. Well, at the time that I, that I said that, no, nobody initially in my journal or whatever, it, it only made sense because I would because of my objective but now that mobile is like you know 30% of Google um, and um, I can't remember what I'd like the other huge numbers that every like everything's changed yeah. people the, the internet's being used a lot more because people have it with them at all times mm -hmm. and then of course they interact with it on the, you want them to interact with it the most you want to make it user-friendly for their for the platform and so everybody else is going oh things are too complicated we got to simplify them so the good news is that we've got brilliant minds out there solving these problems mm -hmm. the bad news is that if we wait too long we're the last ones on the bus yeah um, Facebook actually was quite a bit I think behind the times with their mobile app um, when I don't think they saw I, I think they, they they're I think their paycheck saw the mobile industry happen before they did. Mm -hmm. The so people like myself were suddenly on Facebook quite a bit more because my phone was with me. Now they kept trying to find my phone and be like, "Oh, this is a mobile app, and so don't allow them to do these things and those things." So I would I would go around that. I would go right to their direct website, and I would use regular Facebook on my phone because my phone was good enough that I could hit those tiny little links. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't. Even though the links were super tiny and the page was super whatever, I knew that I knew how to get around well enough that I could t hit all those links and whatever. And there were so many things I could do on Facebook on the website. Yep. I couldn't do on the app, which is still true, but it used to be a hundred percent true. Yeah. And um, and so when they started coming out with their apps, and I got their app or whatever, and it, it even more so made it so my phone kept going there instead of the website, which only pissed me off because the app wasn't fully functional. I guess it probably did the two or three things that people mostly do. But I couldn't run anything from it. Yeah. And um, some of that I would I'll guarantee it's just a standard rollout because they they wanted to make sure that that they they had their priority of things that the app could do that they wanted to get out there first that you to just get it out there. Mm -hmm. And then they uh, and this is very common. Then they they issued another iteration of the app that did more things. Mm -hmm. Now they keep adding more things, and now there's they they realize that all of the the functions that you would use for for Facebook pages that they couldn't really add it to the main Facebook app because there were a lot of users who didn't use those functions, but they were super important. So they made a Facebook page app mm. that um, so they didn't have to bloat the Facebook app more. Well, well, it's it's like one of the biggest programs on my phone. Yeah, yeah, but That's it's still huge. getting it's it's huge because of all of the things. I mean, there is built in. I don't know if you knew this, but there's video chat you can do through the Facebook app. 
There's audio chat through it. There's all those features that, uh, I, you know, I don't, none of my friends use those features, but they're there. They don't make it very obvious. They don't. They, they actually had a push a while back where they were talking about it in the new chat that came out. And now they, they realize that the, it was just glutting up the main Facebook app, so they made a Facebook Messenger app. So the Messenger app mm -hmm. now has those functions built into it. Oh, so okay. you can do a video chat through the Facebook Messenger app and audio chat. Mm -hmm. um, and hardly anybody still knows about it. So who mm -hmm. knows what they'll do next? But, and they're always changing it. But that's, actually, that's just kind of how it goes with mobile. Mm -hmm. I have a philosophy when it comes to that. I have a page on my site called How to Start a Fire. Mm. On your Firewinds production website? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly so. I think, especially with app development, but for any kind of website, this is this is the process that you go through. And if you stop anywhere along this point, mm -hmm. or you get stuck anywhere, your site <laughs> gets stuck. And you get into what I call static site syndrome, where your, your site isn't evolving and changing or growing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the big idea is key. You gotta have a big idea to start with. You have to have something that's remarkable, something that people can use that they'll keep coming back for. All right. That's not always gonna be the same. People have the, the, um, they used to have the idea if you put your website up there, people would come. Mm -hmm. And so they would put out, you know, they'd come up with this great marketing campaign and they would advertise their site in all the local papers and, and, um, um, spend gobs of money on collateral like brochures and stuff advertising the site, traditional advertising to try to get people to come to their big idea. Okay. And they put the site out there, and then they would just like step back and wait for people to come in. Mm -hmm. And you have what you get a you get this curve of yeah you get a lot of initial activity, but then it just goes like this, and then it goes like this, and it goes like this, uh -huh. and it goes like this, and it goes like this. Yeah. So you it whenever you publish advertising, traditional advertising, you'll have a little bit of an upswing, but then it'll just go down. And over time, though, it's a descending curve. Mm. With, um, and it, it it doesn't, you know, you just can't put it up there and expect people to keep coming back. So you have, here's the big idea. You have the big initial idea you start with. Then you have design development where you um, lay the foundation. You put out, you do the, the hard work of real design where you are saying, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is why we're doing it. We, we're very purpose-driven about it. And then you have rich content deployment where you deploy the website with, you got to make it, like you can't just put a couple things up there and expect people to come back. Mm -hmm. You got to start with the bang. You got to start with mm -hmm. uh, with a whole back end of stuff that people, because you have the seven different types of users, like I talked about where you have people who are going to want to dig deeper, and yeah. when they can't, they get frustrated, and they will not come back. Yeah. So you, you give, you, you give <clears throat> enough back end of stuff for people to dig initially deep, and then they'll keep coming back because they'll see that you're going to be redeploying regularly. Mm -hmm. So then you have consistent change and redeployment is the third step. So we have 
design and development being one, rich content and development being two, and then consistent change in development. And this is where most websites get stuck. Or apps. Same thing goes for applications. Same thing goes for, for advertising campaigns. Um, they get stuck here because they won't, they, they're not consistent. They're not consistently changing. They're not consistently redeploying. Um, so what does this mean for a website? It means you're posting regularly. It doesn't have to be like the best, you know, amazing, incredible content like you put out there at the beginning, but it has to be something that's ongoing. Uh -huh. People see that that's ongoing and they'll keep coming back. Uh -huh. Then you start generating organic interest. People start actually getting interested in, in what you're doing and what you're putting out there. And so they'll come back because they get interested in what you're consistently changing and redeploying. Mm -hmm. Their initial interest may be from your rich content deployment, but what will keep them coming back, and we'll, by, by interest I mean that it's interest over time, but they're going to keep coming back, they're going to keep visiting your site because mm -hmm. you're consistently posting something valuable. And once you started building up organic interest, then you get organic involvement, and then you get the people, the type of user who is saying, wow, this is great, what can I do? Mm -hmm. So involvement may be different things for different types of websites. So it may be something as simple as filling out a form and asking for more information. Mm -hmm. It may be actually posting to the site, like a forum um, or photo sharing site. It may be actually sharing content. It may be um, you know, some way of interacting with the website that would be organic involvement. Real people working on the site and coming back to yeah. the site to, mm -hmm. to, to do something on it. Yeah. That's where you get organic action where they're not only starting to be involved, then they are act actively, they're acting on their own. They're not acting, organic action is when people are interested enough in, and, um, in what you're doing in the website and what you're putting out there to act on their own. So they're not they're not acting in response to some advertising thing that you put out there. They're actually initiating mm. initiating contact with you or to do something on your site. Mm. That's it's it, you know it can be so hard to get there. People get stuck in the one two threes design development, rich content deployment, and con consistent change and redeployment. They get stuck in that one two three one two three one two three cycle for a long time before they ever see real organic interest or organic involvement or organic action but it, if you're consistent about it you start really start seeing it and then once you have people acting on their own doing stuff on their own posting stuff on their own then you get organic feedback and you get people that are you, this is where you have you have your people you have people that are your tribe who are passionate mm -hmm. about what you're doing with your site with mm -hmm. your with your app with your um, whatever campaign you're running and they give you feedback on what works and what doesn't and this can be positive feedback or negative feedback and mm -hmm. both are super super valuable and you gotta mm -hmm. listen to both and if it's negative then you act on it publicly and you engage them publicly and try to turn it into a positive in, in a very sincere way you can't fake it so when somebody's negative on your site you're, you're positive back to them and you try to make things right in a very public way. People see that and are like, oh, when there's problems, you fix them. You, when mm -hmm. there's problems, you know. So for like a company, this is is like when there's an issue with the order, you fix it. You're prompt, you're prompt in fixing it, and you're public in fixing it. Mm. And um, uh, 
a lot of people they won't even fix it, <laughs> let alone do it promptly, let alone do it publicly. And it does no good to do it promptly if nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. If you just fix it, that's great. It makes the customer happy, and most and people will tell people, you know. But if you do it promptly and you do it publicly, not in a way that you know it, it, that. You don't want to make people feel like you're taking advantage of them, or you know. But if it's a, if they're posting publicly, you you post publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing people can do is like hide negative feedback or delete it. You know, that's the worst thing you can do because one person or two people will see it and they'll post about it that they saw it. Mm. Um, case in point, Applebee's. <laughs> They've had some pretty big fiascos and. Um, but I remember, like, when, when people post negative stuff on their Facebook page, um, they had this huge blow-up over, um, I, I get into on my site about what happened, but it was, a, they, they ended up firing a, a waitress, um, and people thought that the waitress was, was not fired, um, the, purposefully, that, it, that was, that they should, she should not have been fired, and, um, so, they had twenty, literally thirty thousand people posting negative stuff on this 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 thread on on Applebee's Facebook page, saying how disgusted they were with Applebee's over this thirty thousand people, like twenty five thirty thousand people. Applebee's just deleted the whole thing <laughs> off of their Facebook page. Uh-huh. They just deleted it and hoped that it would go away, uh-huh. and it didn't. And people kept posting and kept posting, and people still post about it. And then they they denied that they deleted it and said that they had just that it had not been deleted at all and they but what they had done is they had hidden the post so then they showed it again on their page mm-hmm. and made another then they then they posted about 30, 30 new advertising things to try to drive the negative postings down on the Facebook page so that people wouldn't see it yeah so they deliberately tried to cover up what happened instead of engaging people publicly about it. Uh-huh. That just made people matter. Uh-huh. So then, then Applebee's finally they make a public post about what happened and why they did this, and then they somebody ended up posting a very embarrassing um, photo of some, of Applebee's doing the exact same thing that they fired this this uh, waitress for doing mm. publicly on their own website on their their Facebook page. Uh-huh. People didn't like that, so people kept posting about that. If mm. Applebee's had been honest and interacted with the negative comments and said, "We understand you feel that we handled this poorly, and this is what we're doing." You know, we we value, but you know, if they had done that and not tried to hide anything, it would have never blown up and become viral like it was. Mm-hmm. So the whole, the worst thing you can do is you have negative people on the internet. If they smell, if they smell that you're covering up something, they will dig out, dig for it, mm. and then it'll end up on like someplace like Reddit, and then it'll just blow up. So, mm. but the whole, the big idea is that whatever we, however we do this. We reiterate, we reiterate, reiterate, we're relaunching, redeploying, redeploying, mm-hmm. and listening to what people are saying and making the changes. And sometimes people are going to be wrong, but we still listen to them and then we figure out what they're, what they're really wanting and try to keep growing. And then some little cartoon characters like, ah, and like, and like, like, and just a super quick 
fun, exciting, plays the audio once, and then maybe maybe it repeats itself, or maybe it goes into a into a stable screen that has the whole concept in one image and just leaves you alone so you mm -hmm. can think. Mm -hmm. But the but I, I mean I like I like it when I'm on a website and I'm on there and the content comes alive enough to engage me. Yeah. But then but then like um how do you say this? Like if 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 I'm on a website that I didn't really know where I'm at or something and it engages me, I'm gonna want it to keep going. Yes. If yes. I'm on a website that I know what I'm doing, I'm I want it to shut up once it says its point. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly true. And so I'm so <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And and so uh, I like when you go to the when you go to movie websites how they have the images in the movie and then it changes to the next movie and then it changes to the next movie. I sit there and watch that thing three times. <laughs> I hate it when I hate it when I can't scroll my mouse over the little dot and have it hold on one so yes. that I can read about it. Yeah. Because I like the one that I am interested in. I want to know more. What's even worse is when it keeps it moves forward and it won't let you go back to it. Yes, and you're like, yeah. And so, so I have to sit here and wait for this to go all the way back around and then click in the right second so I can get to the thing I want to. Uh huh. Do. Yeah, and I and and if I don't want it bad enough, that's not that's not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. And if if you if you are, yeah, if you don't want it bad enough, you will not stick around. Yeah. I would rather have like little images of it rather than dots, and have that image slightly come forward when this one plays. And so the person gets the clue to put their mouse or to touch it, mm -hmm. and that that would automatically bring it back up. That's how I mm -hmm. would probably do it. Like the the more intuitive, the better. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So and in in general, though, I'd love to have a little team of people who thought of new ways to use this product for our clients. You know, kind of scavenge the website and see with the tools that we already have, what's the best way to do this. Okay, now considering this, is there anything that we could add to the website that would in, that would help? Okay, let's do a cost analysis real quick. Let's find out. I want to get the accounting team solid, and I want to like just do account a, uh, a cost analysis. Is it worth it? Is it better for us to say, "Hey, jump to this small hoop if you're interested," because this is only going to be one like like one percent of 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 a of a small like of a 10% of what we already do mm -hmm. but now if if I can if I can use that as a hook to get somebody to come back to my website or to rethink about me or to or to have that impressed moment where they're like you can really do anything on here yeah. like that's worth more to me than them actually doing that exact action so if I'm if I'm propagating the mentality of Look how much you can do here. Mm. I don't necessarily need to make my website bend over backwards and make it cumbersome for 10 other people who are trying to do other things. If, if I can get somebody to jump over, if they want it bad enough, they'll jump over a small hoop. Now, yeah. in general, our whole theory overall is to create no hoops. Like, to, to, yeah. to create it, like yeah. the, like the, the, the path of least resistance, the, uh, the, the, um, the barrier to entry just being very minimal, but in that, still recognizing that there's a reason why people who pay for Bibles read them more often than people who are given Bibles. The, there is something, like, if somebody really does want something, it's okay to require something of them.
Exactly. It's getting them to realize that they want it and getting them to start playing where you have to be like, okay, well, this is easy to do. This is easy to do. And then once they're involved, then they'll do what it takes. Exactly. And like that's why we sit there and wait for that thing to come around the second time is because I want to see when Superman's going to come on. And it's important to me. And a, But if it was a girly movie, I'm not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows, maybe somebody out there, some programmers looking at the analytics and and seeing that people are sticking around to click on it. And so, and those are the people that are, in, you know, go. I don't know how they would and travel. Maybe they, you end up purchasing a ticket and going to the movie. But I'm, I would bear more strongly probably suggest that they just it's just a design error a programming error that they mm-hmm. they don't think about that kind of thing about the part of the interface they just well here's a good rotator that'll work and we'll just let it rotate in if people want to click on it they can click on it and 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 then they spend a lot of time thinking about these little links over here yeah if it's 30 percent of the screen it's got my attention yeah yeah and um if it's 30 percent of the screen there's a reason why you gave it that much so make it as functionable as these little links over here that you thought I was coming to see anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, because I'm going to use those little links also, especially once I get once I acclimate to the website and I and I go, okay, now how do these guys think? Okay, what they okay the the show times aren't on here. This particular place doesn't show show times. They just show what movies are coming soon. Okay, that's important to them. Okay, and what movies are in theaters now is down here. Okay, that's what's important to me. And um, and then still showtimes aren't anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to want to click on the movie that I like and see if there's more information. Yep. And or then yep. just, and then like the one, the local company that we have, the showtimes still don't show up. You have to go to a separate tab called showtimes. I know. And, um, yeah. <laughs> not, not the best user interface in the world. It's, it's, a, it's, it's yep. it, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot about it that's more impressive than any website that I've had. But at the same time, they, like like the the hook that they have is that the clientele that they're going already fully intend they're there for they're there because they want to see what's playing yep and so they're gonna follow through yep and they're able to make me jump through more hoops but I guess what I'm saying is is be careful about the hoops that you make them jump through exactly if I can just kind of like here you are just effortlessly come in and tell because there's going to be the point where you have to make a decision and we can't tell people we can't make decisions for people we can't say yes or no for people yeah we can't and all that kind of stuff as much as like sometimes you might want to wish that those things too could be just taken away with technology honest truth is that those are the empowerments that we're giving people that give them the vested interest in wanting to be in here Mm-hmm. to be able to say no I won't do that to be able to say yes I will do that and to have the option in general the fact that we're giving people more options to use their um, to, to, to make non-liquid assets liquid mm-hmm. to make um, to get exposure in a way that hasn't been available before all these different variables that's the point mm-hmm. it's just a little stuff that we yeah and so you're, you're totally it's a little stuff that you make them that you do for them it's the big stuff that they're going to have to do themselves and all you do is just make it exciting to do it yeah yeah well and, and people will do almost anything if you give them a, a good, strong enough incentive to do it uh-huh. well and the, the incentive is the is the fact that human beings have needs wants and desires and mm-hmm. they come with those yeah it's it's a um they, they, i mean the somebody's got a tractor I personally would never think of a tractor as an incentive, but somebody else is like, man, I need that tractor. 
and and that's why they're there. That's the only reason why they're there. As soon as they find it, they're done and they're and they're and they're gone. But yeah. here's the thing: that same guy, he might be the fastest client that we had because he found what he wanted in and out, and he's gone. Much like a masculine shopper usually is. Yeah. But once he finds something that works, why is he going to goof off with something that doesn't work again? Mm -hmm. There's a reason why people from Grangeville drive to Costco. Mm -hmm. Because once yep. they find something that works, even though they just have to go through all these hoops to do it, it works. Or in, in the another good in local analogy is Walmart. I mean, Walmart draws people from all around the area because they can get almost anything there. I mean, mm -hmm. and people will drive um, two, three hours in because they are like, well, um, we won't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. And it's almost like a day trip kind of thing. Where uh -huh. And they know it's going to be good prices. And they can they can know they're going to find everything that they need, mm -hmm. and they can just assume that the prices are qualified. Mm -hmm. And 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 um, even though Walmart has all kinds of funny little ways to get you on pricing, I don't know if you've ever looked at. Uh, I I uh, I probably haven't because I don't honestly buy very much. There. I don't either. But um, they, they, one of the things that Walmart's been doing lately, which is really fun, what's that? Is you'll see multiples. And they're deliberately going after the bulk buyer market, which you buy in bulk and you think that you're getting a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will price the multiples higher than the singles. Oh. Per uh, per unit. Oh. So you you think you're if you're not careful, oh, yeah. you're paying, and sometimes it's just a few cents, and sometimes it's a few dollars, and sometimes it's tens of dollars. But mm -hmm. but if you aren't paying close attention, uh -huh. and you're just buying because you think it's, you're getting the best deal, they they are doing that cross in so many markets in Walmart uh -huh. because uh -huh. because uh because it's become assumed it. it's assumed that if you if it's a multiple like it's if it's and it'll say something like or you know people won't stop to do the math so like you know one for two bucks or buy buy f um uh five for 15 you know uh-huh <laughs> yeah okay yeah 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 and, and they're, they're they're like and people will buy the five for fifteen, and they won't even look <laughs> because. And and it, you can make the argument that that's that's. I mean, from okay, from a purely cynical standpoint, that's brilliant because it takes advantage of people that won't stop them to do the, the math. Mm -hmm. But and then from another standpoint, people, you know, who like me, who like I'm always figuring up what it is per something on everything mm -hmm. I'm like oh, 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 oh makes me feel good about myself because you didn't get me there Walmart I'm going to buy the mm -hmm. the multiple I'm going to buy five of the of the ones that are two dollars <laughs> each instead of five of the ones that are three dollars each so yeah you know and um but anyway so one of the other things I like um Steve Jobs kind of made a stand where he he saw that uh internet pornography was taken off and so he uh, and he saw and so he I, th I think it was actually flash that or was it was a flasher one of those systems one of those languages he just didn't accommodate mm -hmm. he just was like no we're not gonna do that and well, the big thing with that is um, if you they set a whole bunch of, of uh, strict requirements for apps to be in the app store Okay. And that's one of them. You can't have any kind of an app that advocates or does anything with pornography. Or uh -huh. And see, now, now, now Google, on the other hand, they pretend as if they don't notice it. They pretend as if they sort it amongst everything else. But the truth is that you cannot run... I mean, I my perspective would be you can't run 
a search engine that's that brilliant and have that many billions of dollars of of uh, of finders fees transferred and not have have to have got in there and done some work like they didn't mm -hmm. oh I just search query does it all itself we don't even see the images or no 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 how do that how do they have that computer that where you can that, that, that there's a filter that knows whether somebody's naked in a photograph or not how did they develop that they had to spend some time doing that which means that they're fully coherent and conscious that they are porn brokers absolutely they are and and um they would not have invested I don't know if you saw the development of Google images in the Google search where the image search okay. and, and it's it's development over the past old decade or so um, there was a significant point where where Google really 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 improved the whole interface of image search mm -hmm. to the point where it is now where it is smart enough that you can it'll automatically catalog images by all kinds of different variables you can do an advanced search for mm -hmm. for images that are over a particular size for example but of a particular image type mm -hmm. uh, and and they have they built algorithms that look for flesh mm -hmm. and they yes they have built they actually did build an algorithm to to look for for porn ostensibly arguably the because people were wanted they wanted a filter you know to be able to turn off to see that kind of okay, thing yeah. but but cynically uh -huh. because there were a lot of people who didn't who yeah. wanted to be able to say oh well, i don't want smart filters on and i want to see whatever i look for uh -huh. and you are absolutely right yeah google images is the biggest um porn broker of, of any I, w I would imagine so based off of the fact that they're the biggest search engine yeah. and just seeing the numbers of of how much the internet actually um profits and whatnot mm -hmm. i'm like well let's see how do people find stuff and yeah so i just kind of figured it myself but i mean apple's taken a huge financial um pass they've just chosen to defer from an entire yeah you know um mini industry now, I don't think it's hurt them at all. If anything, I think it's helped helped them in a few ways. With Apple, though, don't don't fall into the trap of thinking that that decision was made necessarily for moral reasons. Oh, okay. It was made because because Steve Jobs is very was very very purpose driven on the type of demographic he wanted to reach, mm. and he did not want like Apple's always been. I mean, all the way back from the 1984 ad, think different. They've mm -hmm. always been the kind of company that um, they go after their demographic and they don't care what anybody tells them to do. Apple is one of the worst um, companies in terms of, of user feedback. They do not listen to their users. They mm. are deliberate in that, mm -hmm. and they will say that they don't listen to their user feedback because they don't want to pollute the the um, their creative drive. They they want to they they see value in being um, an art director, as it were, for um, all of their for the people that use mm -hmm. their services to say this is how things are going. It's why they won't let they won't let you put apps on the the Apple App Store that changed the user user interface on on any iPhone or 
or other. It has to be the the. the it has to be Apple's interface. Uh huh. And th there, you can argue whether that ultimately serves the user or not uh -huh. in a positive or negative way. Yeah. But they, the, that really in itself tells why they don't. Like they are, they are not blocking porn from apps because it's the moral thing to do. They're blocking porn from their apps because the type, the type of user that they are marketing toward has a stronger chance of, of objecting to that. Yeah. Because they, they're, they're, they're trying to get. They the don't want to be, and they don't want to be connected and intertwined with cheap filth. They're, they're above all that. That's exactly it. It's yeah. the kind of we're above this, you know. When you buy a Mac, you're buying the whole idea that I'm 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 hoping to create a a place where you can use economics the way that you imagine it. What did you think? Love to hear from you, your comments, criticisms feedback of any kind whatsoever please email me at freeyourfire at firewindproductions.com or post comments on the website firewindproductions.com thanks so much again for joining me for our premiere episode this is the first of many 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 more to come If you'd like to have your comments read on the air on this next episode of the Free Year Fire podcast, give me a call, 208-298-9083. Leave me a message. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Firewind Productions. Copyright 2014 by Firewind Productions. Released under a non-commercial attribution share-alike Creative Commons license. <laughs>